Mr. Harris, it says according to this ticket that you ran a stoplight, is that correct? Well, I don't like to use negative words like stop or can't or against the law or traffic school because you see what I believe deep down in my heart, your honor, is that every light is green. Welcome to OneWord.com's podcast. Each episode revolves around one word. Today's word is stoplight. Look, I know you guys think I'm going to say, here's the word on the street, but that's where you'd be wrong. Three, two, one. Go. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Street lights. People, I want you to remember that you always have the power to not stop believing in yourself. And the best way that you can do that is to think of the two most important words to convey belief in yourself, which are streetlights and people. Just um, any people, just sort of the concept of, of more than one person. It's remarkable how much faith we uh, have in a light bulb. It's something that protects humanity from colliding with itself. Stop. Watch. Listen. Feel. Those intersections. Those crossroads. Those moments that make us who we are. It's a path for progress, and it's a path for pause. And in many ways, it's a great way to reflect on what's ahead. It's um, really this dance of trust. I'm trusting that guy who's uh, heading right for me is going to hit the brakes. And in a um, figurative sense, trusting that this this road less traveled is going to lead somewhere good. When I approach the ones who stop cars in the middle of the night when no one is waiting to go the other direction, I feel so sorry for those stoplights who must feel so ashamed that they're not like the fancy upgraded ones in the city that have the weight triggers and the sensors. They just need to sit there humiliated at their inefficiency every day and accept their fate, which just truly does break my heart. I think I'm just zoning out because a lot of times when you're sitting at a light, you just have this tendency to sort of just space out for a second and it reminds me of this brand band 3000 song where Kermit the Frog is at a stoplight and everybody's honking and honking at him because he's spacing out thinking about Miss Piggy and he basically flips him the bird and then tells him that he's gonna turn this red light into a block party so that people can get back to what he calls rainbow connecting. And I love that. I mean, I think we should probably do that at more stoplights, just totally have a block party. I once shared a stoplight with Steve Carell. We were totally equals. We were on the same page, level playing field. We both had to stop at the same time. We both had to wait for the same amount of time. We both had to go when the light turned green. And it was a very bonding experience for me. 
think it's actually kind of amazing that we all pretty much agree. We all pretty much follow the rules of the stoplight. And when you don't, that's usually when tragedy happens. It doesn't really matter what, uh, what language you speak or what country you're from, really. I'm pretty sure it's universal all around the world. Like, maybe there's one place in the world that doesn't have a stoplight that's uh, red. Hello, citizens. Everyone is familiar with the stoplight. There's one at the intersection of Main and King Street, and there's another one by the Walmart. But did you know that the three traditional stoplight colors of red, yellow, and green have been the only three colors used since the invention of the stoplight over 100 years ago? I don't know about you, but I'd say it's time for a makeover. That's why when I'm elected mayor, we're gonna switch these colors out for three brand new exciting ones. Teal, aquamarine, and turquoise. It's time to put Boone, North Carolina's stoplights into the spotlight. I'm Misty Critcher and I approve this message. I enjoy when people put stickers on stoplights and just make it more interesting. I want to say that I know someone who has um, a, a lower back tattoo of a stoplight. I don't, but I want to say it. Am I the only one who remembers traffic lights being like an accent preacher in the 80s? Maybe it was the early 90s, but I swear I remember a lot of people had like traffic light lamps or they just had a traffic light as art on their wall. Oh, stoplight on the side wall of Spencer Gifts in 1991. How I lusted after you after saving my babysitting money till I could take you home to my bedroom all for myself. I have lots of memories with you in the darkness. Our relationship might now be over after I was forced to donate you to a more age-appropriate owner when I turned 30, but I'll never forget all the fun and excitement we had together from 1991 to 2013. Miss you, XOXO. I learned how to drive on the 110 freeway. That was so scary, but I did it. Those on-ramps and off-ramps, my goodness. When I was first learning to drive, my instructor told us to always anticipate having to stop at a stoplight and to think that if it turned yellow now, would I keep going or would I stop? What about now? Well, what about now? Um, that didn't really stick because every time I see a yellow light, Regardless of how close or far away I am to the intersection, I definitely speed up to make it through the light. That's why Northern Virginia drivers are terrible drivers. They tried to change the law. Not sticking. We just keep going. So they just delay the green for the other people. Because we have places to be. Things to do. People to see. Yellow stoplight does not mean slow down. Yellow stoplight means, you think you can make it through this intersection? Prove it, you gutless coward. A lot of people run stoplights, starting by blowing through a yellow. And it's kind of unfortunate because when you're sitting at a stoplight, it gives you that opportunity, that one in a million chance of maybe making eye contact with some hot person next to you. Or sometimes people roll up and they're purposely making weird and funky faces at you. And you know, if you weren't sitting at that stoplight, you wouldn't have those opportunities. In fact, roundabouts, which are used as alternatives to stoplights, are not the greatest place to meet someone. Trust me, I've tried. There was a game we used to play in elementary school and middle school 
called red light, green light, red light, stop, green light, go, yellow light, slow. And if you do something that is not a part of that, you get disqualified. That was really fun. Sometimes they use stoplights in kids' classrooms to show their behavior like, oh, you're on red, you're on yellow, you're on green. Um, It's terrible. Don't do that to kids. If there are any new teachers out here, don't put behavior stuff on the wall. The good kids always are on green. The bad kids are always on red. And it's just a way to show who's listening and who's not. They all know. You don't have to advertise it to everybody. That's my PSA for today. The other thing that I think about with stoplights is a lot of times people just really don't want to be there and they really want to try to influence the light in their favor. I've watched many people back up, go forward, back up, go forward, just trying to get that light to change. And that brings me joy. I remember being about five years old and my dad was driving me in his white Toyota Tercel and we came to a stoplight and he turned to me and he said, David, do you want to see a magic trick? And I was like, uh, (laughs) yeah. And he was like, hey, do you see that red light? It's going to turn green in three, two, one. And then sure enough, the light turned green. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How did he do this? Oh, my. I know for a fact my dad's not magic. That's crazy. But I didn't know that he designed these stoplights Like, I know my dad has a job. He goes to it every morning, but I didn't know part of his job was designing stoplights. Where did, how does he, where does he find the time? When I was a kid, I was riding my bike and I went through a crosswalk and the stoplight went from green to red, but uh, (laughs) the car was still going and I hit my bike. I rolled onto the hood. Remember, the car was red, so all I saw was red everywhere. It was a car full of people who were all just as scared as I was. It was a whole family, and their eyes were wider than the wider than stoplights. <laughs> when I looked into the driver's face, we were both looking at each other like, whose fucking fault is this? <laughs> Luckily, he stopped short, rolled off the hood of the red car, Looked down on the ground. I didn't see red anymore. I realized I wasn't bleeding everywhere, which I thought I was. My bike was just kind of like scuffed up. It wasn't bent. It wasn't broken. And, uh, but the stoplight was red. So there were no cars coming. So I, I remember I just kind of walked it off. I think the people just drove away. I don't remember how old I was, but I took my brother's bike without permission. And I was trusting my friend. We were crossing the street at this busy intersection. And uh, I trusted that they had checked the light and that we had enough time to cross. But as it turned out, we did not. And so this car who had zoned out at the red light and was probably just like muscle memory, like the light turned green and they just went. And so did I. So they, I got hit. And I'm wearing a skirt and like go-go boots because I was stylish style over safety was my motto back then. Anyway, I get hit and I just land in the middle of the intersection, like honestly spread eagle. And like a guy goes running over. He's like, don't move. I'm a paramedic. And I'm like, I'm fine. Cause I knew I was going to be in so much trouble because I had wrecked my brother's bike. So I got on the bike and I 
rode home. But the thing was, when you get hit by a car, it mucks up your bike a bit. And in order for the bike to go straight, I had to turn the handlebars to the left. And when I got home, I told my parents, I just got hit by a car at a red light. And they were like, what happened to your brother's bike? So that was nice. A little life hack that I use is if you're feeling in doubt or like um, sort of the, the darkness of your days is closing in, go, go stand under a stoplight. And if there is a person around, that's not enough. But you are also a person. It's hard to sort of perceive yourself with them as a plural. So what I recommend is turning your phone camera on. And what I usually do is I act like I'm in trouble. I scream for help. Um, I flail my arms. And, you know, the person will run over in a, in a hurry trying to help me. And then I just very quickly take a selfie of us. And that way, if they run away, I still have people and I'm under a stoplight. And I've never stopped. I mean, I stopped physically for the light. Thanks so much to everyone who picked up their phones and joined in this week. Alana, Kat, Sarah, Stephen, and Susie here in alphabetical order in Los Angeles. Allison in Herndon, Virginia. Danielle in Ashburn, Virginia. David at Barton Smart Trivia. Ella in Albany, New York. And Liz in Salt Lake City. To be a part of a future episode, go to podcast.oneword.com. Until next time. Word up. I don't know what it is about a red light that makes people pick their nose, but... I'm not going to act like I'm better than that. It works on everybody. See that red light? You think, I wonder what's in my nose right now.